The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is a, it's a holiday edition of Busted Open. Happy Thanksgiving. Blessings abound to everybody and blessings to us, Mark Henry, as pro wrestling fans. We are so lucky here on a Saturday recapping the best show in pro wrestling every single week. We got weekly winner coming to the listeners. We got a SmackDown review. And Mark, as we talk about SmackDown, it was great to see Kevin Owens back where he belongs. And that is in the main event. Yeah, man. Kevin Owens is one of my favorites. I've always had him listed as one of my top guys, and he proved why he should be a top guy, not only on SmackDown yesterday, but on Wednesday on NXT. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And as I mentioned, it wouldn't be a Saturday show without giving you the nation our weekly winner, which was the best show that was of the week of professional wrestling. And Mark, it's also been a couple days since people heard a live show from Busted Open with Thanksgiving going down and Friday and all that good stuff. And they haven't heard from you, Mark, which leaves so much on the table, including the retirement of one Mark Calloway slash The Undertaker, 30 years of The Undertaker. And we get into that as well in the course of this episode. And you share a couple great stories about the dead man uh, yourself there, which I, I certainly you know. Click play on that browser to get it going. It's busted open on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. That's Mark. Let's get it going. Hey, I am Ryan McKinnell. That is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark, last night on SmackDown, we talked about it, the continuation of the storyline of the bloodline between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso and that great story that just keeps getting better and better and better. And, and last night, and here's the cool thing about this story. Everything makes sense, Mark, and everything's got a call back. And, and last night we got a call back to a blossoming feud, a little bit of a rivalry. It obviously kicked into another gear last night. And I'm talking about Jay Uso and Kevin Owens, but former friends who Mark now find themselves on opposite ends of the aisle. The venom is there. And it really, again, like I said, Mark, it took another, uh, I guess, level leveled up last night when uh, after a bit of back and forth, Kevin Owens through the course of, well, through the course of the night, really, it, it started with um, him snapping on Jey Uso after a back and forth uh, mark and essentially called out Roman Reigns said, you care about your family. You claim to care about your family, right? You say you're a family man. You say you care about Mr. Uso here, right? When it's anything but, and he proceeds to make an example out of Jay Uso and says, hey, Roman, you got a problem with me. Come say it to my face. Come on, Roman, come find me. This is, uh, 
it's interesting, Mark. It's interesting for a, for a, a few reasons. It's interesting now because obviously it looks like we've got the next feud potentially on the hook for Roman Reigns, and it's interesting because it comes um, at the expense, in this case, I, I, expense It's a good thing, but it comes uh, against Kevin Owens, a man, Mark, who we've talked about, was kicking off pre-shows for pay-per-views just a couple months ago and who I was disgusted with of his placement on the card. Now he finds himself back in the main event, back in a main story. And Mark, we saw again last night why this guy is so good at his job. You put him anywhere, he's going to evoke emotion. He's going to get you caring about the story. And I really felt like Owens delivered last night, again, with guys who regularly deliver, but it's good to see Kevin back where he belongs at the top of the card and doing work that really, really matters. Kevin is brilliant. Yeah. And... The biggest part of it is what's not told. He sat at the head of the announce table. Mm. He didn't say it, but he implied, I'm the head of the table now. And he did the same thing on Wednesday. That's a great point. He did the same thing on Wednesday. He dominated the microphone. He stood there and he instigated and he talked and talked and talked and made everybody go, okay, Kevin is hilarious. <laughs> and then he had Mr. Regal. He was like, what is, what is the Teddy Long version of this? And then all of us, hmm, let me see. In my day on NXT. Regal's <laughs> and then you have Regal come out and he goes, we're going to make this a triple threat, player. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is good, man. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I don't think that that's easily written. You have to have that in your mind of how you entertain and that's that's what that's who he is well it does beg the question mark as i said uh roman or excuse me kevin owens uh putting it on jay uso last night and essentially calling out roman reigns we talk about this often but one of the reasons this feud and this storyline with the returning roman reigns has been so juicy and been so enthralling right Mark is the psychology behind it and the realism behind it. Right. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens last night, obviously attacking Jay, but in the process, really just attacking Roman Reigns, the hypocrite seemingly that Roman Reigns is you claim to care about family. Well, here I am beating the shit out of your ooze, out of your cuzzo. I'm caving his head in and you're not doing anything. You're not moving a muscle for this family this person that you claim to love so much or care about so much. So Mark, it opens up the doors of psychology and, 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 and it kind of weaves that intricate story. And it begs the question, is Roman Reigns going to care? Is Roman Reigns going to care from twofold? Is he going to care actually about his cousin and his blood, or is he just going to care about being belittled and being, you know, essentially, uh, you know, called out by a lesser, by a lesser uh, contemporary. I would say the latter. Yeah. Oh, looks like we may have lost Mark. All right, that's okay. That's all right. That's what we're doing here on Busted Open. We are adapting. It is 2020. The pandemic is rolling along, and nothing would be normal. Nothing would be normal. Nothing would be normal. 
<laughs> if it wasn't unnormal here on the pandemic 2020. Ah, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll hopefully get Mac, Mark back. Am I back? You are back. You are back, Mark. Thankfully. Yeah, but you know what? I, it's I saw not you, my I, fault. I, I saw you running your mouth, and I was like, either you, either the nation can't hear me or they can't hear you. Luckily, our squad informed me that we were just having some connection issues. So continue. Uh, yeah, we're we, having some we connection didn't, issues. We didn't hear, I can we, hear myself well, that's twice. Good. So it's okay. <laughs> but the whole point is, yeah. I mean, I love to hear me. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, but the thing is, Roman does not care about whether or not Jay gets beat up. He's a pawn to Roman. It's an ego Roman, thing. Roman, Roman wants to see him get beat up. He's not going to go and put himself on the line. But what, what Kevin did at the end is Kevin basically called Roman out and told him, I'm you. And you can't just beat me. I'm not afraid of you. It, I'm not beholden to you like the rest of these people are. I'm going to sit here at the head of the table and see if you could come knock me out of this seat. Yeah. And Kevin, he will stun your ass and take your title because he's been there before. Right. And I don't have any qualms with him being in that spot again. You talk about being there before. It's also the thing that I like about Owens. And we saw it there last night when he gets fired up and he starts talking about that, you know, I'm not scared of anybody. And, you know, I'm the head of the table and Roman, you think you can run over people. You can't run over me. There is an Eddie Kingston esque quality or vice versa. There's a Kevin Owens esque quality about Eddie. However you want to compare it, right. That when they speak, there's an authority there and there's a past history there that it, you know you're dealing with a serious individual. You're dealing with a real one, if you will, Mark. And and again, a real one. And Kevin is enveloped and embodied that in the WWE for quite some time now. I mean, headbutting Mr. McMahon just a few years ago. I mean, there's all these moments where you think about Owens. I mean, just in the WWE, being a real one, being violent, being a guy that you just don't come up to and disrespect, right? But then even going back to other organizations in the company. Up, you know, Kevin's a crazy son of a bitch. So to to have him back in this spot and spitting that fire, and again, I think this is important: spitting that fire. To have Kevin back in the spot is one thing. To having a microphone in Kevin's hand and letting him do it at the highest level, you're seeing again why valued uh, this guy is in the community. Mark, I mean, I, I think by and large, most everyone you talk to. When you talk about work rate, when you talk about excitement, entertainment, Kevin Owens is at the top of the list for everybody. And when the man, again, grabs a microphone, he's much watched, must watch. He's must listen to. Well, I mean, we talked about this a year ago. Yeah. Like if we were going to start our own brand, what would be our draft order? Yeah. And of course, you know, Randy Orton was my number one. And then I think I went with Oscar and Sasha Banks and Charlotte. And then Kevin Owens. Yeah. Like that was my start because I know that you need pieces that are versatile. Yes. That people give a damn about. And that if you need it to be, they can carry it on their own. And Kevin is one of those guys. So what do you think, Mark? We were talking about the psychology of it and where Roman Reigns venom essentially is going to be pointed 
uh, in the coming weeks. And, and, and I think, yeah, as we talked about, I think maybe not out of love of Jay, is this going to turn into a, a blossoming rivalry, but out of the ego, out of being called out of being belittled and made to feel smaller than he actually is. Right. Cause so much of this episode and really the last few weeks is if they don't fear us, then they don't respect us. Right. Well, Kevin Owens doesn't fear you, Roman. Now you're going to have to make him respect you. So it looks like Mark, that Roman Reigns is going to be coming for vengeance in the in the coming weeks against Kevin Owens, yeah? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> There's no way that he is not going to stand by and let Kevin Owens talk to him like he is a trash receptacle. This guy is really... He is perfectly called Roman Reigns out and said, I am going to defy everything that you look at as being positive in your twisted mind. And Kevin can get that done at a rate that most guys can't get that done. Yeah. It's going to be must-watch TV. Definitely going to be excited and tuned in for the coming weeks between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens on SmackDown. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morris. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, you ain't first, you're last. It's weekly winner time here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the world's strongest Jeff, man. Jeff. <laughs> Mark, I'm gonna fight you like a spider monkey, Chip. <laughs> oh my God, I love that movie. We were just talking about uh, badass kids. You got to keep them badass kids in line, Mark. We were talking about before the show, crying babies and kids that give yeah. give them an inch and they take a yard. Yeah, beat your children. I mean, not hard, but you know, not, a little smack no, upside no. the head every day. You know, let them know sometimes that you're keeping you, it real. Sometimes they got there's got to be that level of fear. Yeah, fear. To, instill the fear of God in these kids so that they don't embarrass you one and to ruin the world. Thank you. It's a personal accountability thing. Like I say, this as a former badass kid, right? I don't know how you were Mark, but yeah. I mean, you guys, you seem to guy a little misty. I told you all my childhood right? stories in and whoopings. Well, there you go. But that's the important part. Like, we're scary dudes. Like, I feel like if you were just to judge us walking down the street, you'd be like, man, those are some terrifying. But we're good people because we had yeah. parents that put the fear they of God us. in us. Exactly. Yep. And it's, yep. I'm and just saying, allow if I didn't. us to be the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Go exactly. be the solution. And, and if I was allowed to be a problem, good Lord, if I didn't have a parent would smack me around my, my mom only smacked me twice but each time mark i definitely deserved it and I you were talking you about remember getting, it too I, I i absolutely do it you talk about things getting <laughs> broke you said you, you, what was your two live crew your tape got destroyed i got this batman gun Luckily, remember when michael keaton, my ass. 
remember remember when Michael Keaton uh, debuted as Batman? They had like the Batman gun, this foam gun. My mom was like, if you point that at anyone or if you shoot anybody with that, it's it's curtains. Like, I'm done with it. I shot my buddy within five minutes of getting that, shot him right in the eye. She took that bitch, took it back out to her SUV, put it right under the tire and ran over it on Christmas wow. Day. On Christmas Day. Hardcore, mama. Wow. Hardcore. Thank you. Thank you, Sumik. That is. Ooh. Yeah, she wasn't playing. She nope. wasn't playing. I was, I was crying. I was screaming. I couldn't believe she did that to me on Christmas. It's thirty but you years did later. That shit to yourself, Ryan. I did. I did. And I, I realized that you, now. She Mark. told you that too. You brought that on yourself. You did this. You did this. Stop crying. This is all your fault. All right, listen. Back into it, Mark. It is weekly winter time. I can sit here sharing stories of. Well, my mom disciplined me in many different ways. I uh, I needed it. I needed it. But but we are going to discipline, Mark, the professional wrestling world. We're going to put these people in their place. Not really, actually. I have nothing really negative to say. Sometimes when I break down the week that, uh, that was in professional wrestling, you know, I gloss over something or I, I just quickly mention, yeah, it was whatever. Really, Mark? This week from the three triple, quali- uh, triple threat qualifier. Yep. The three triple qualif- uh, triple threat qualifying matches in Monday Night Raw was great. That made it impact. Had some good matches as well, including uh, uh, an Impact World Championship match between Swan and uh, Ken Shamrock. NXT was solid. Cameron Grimes, uh, another standout, just because I mean the dude just Kevin Owens on on, on F- SmackDown commentary I mean, on, uh, oh, on and- NXT. Oh, how about that great main event, that War Games ladder match between Kyle O'Reilly, and it was great to see the bruiserweight Pete Dunne back in action. Just AEW was awesome, Mark. So much good stuff to get to, but as we say in Weekly Winter, Mark, if you ain't first, you're last, and that's going to beg the question. We need a number one, so Mark, so who is? So go for it, man. Oh, I'm going first. All right, all right, all right. Go all for right. it. I, I, the last two weeks I went first. I, 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 okay. I, I want to be swayed. All right. Well, I don't know how much swaying I'm going to do. I have an idea already uh, of of who it is. And we've been talking about it the whole week. So this is the whole damn show. So we already kind of know what that is. But go ahead. Let me hear this. Yeah. Well, I I, I feel like you are a bit. You got your magic eight ball out. And um, I think you might be knowing where I'm going with this. Um, We'll start with Monday. I, I think, you know, what I already said, when you have three anchor matches, when you've got like kind of a mini tournament, sprinkled throughout your show where the matches are telling the story. I'm always going to be inclined to enjoy that show a little bit more because I enjoy in-ring work, right? So that qualifier matches, those three qualifier matches with Riddle and Sheamus, which I love the cradle finish. And then that qualifier match with Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley, and uh, Styles and Orton. I really enjoyed that. Mark, the back and forth with Alexa, the Fiend, and that storyline I feel like is you know, developing and everyone's doing great work involved in that orbit. As we talk about the orbit of Roman Reigns, the orbit of the fiend is also extremely strong. Uh, The matches on NXT, I thought were outstanding. Candice and Ember Moon opening the show. I thought that was great. Uh, I already mentioned Cameron Grimes, Kushida and Tim Thatcher. Mark, I really, for the limited time that got the styles of those two, I did, it's one of those matches like I didn't know I needed, and then I saw him in the ring. I was like, shit, I need that. I, I, I hope to see more of Thatcher and Kashida. That was really enjoyable. Yeah, and having Daddy's home sitting right there, kind of, you know, monitoring whether or not standing up and making you mm-hmm. feel like 
Oh, I'm gonna get involved. No, I'm not gonna do nothing. Like it, they yo yo. They, they that was a hell of a fucking show, man. And yep. um, you know, just the the whole interactions with um um Kevin Owens being involved and the the banter uh of what that show brought, I thought was amazing. And then you go back to Monday and you yeah. talk about you see Bobby Lashley get color? Like that's it was a great hard point. Way. It was hard yeah. way. It wasn't it, that wasn't no blade job. That was that shit. When he ran his face <laughs> into that pole, I went, God, who Whoops. owes who money? <laughs> Pay the man. Jesus. I mean, it was bro, they they beat the shit out of each other. And yeah. Matt Riddle and Seamus, listen. That was a great match. They should pay them at least five grand a piece more than they would have paid them because they earned their money. That was a hell of a match. Did they it? they went at each other in a way, and it wasn't just the story of wrestling. It was the fact that how physical that match became. There were a couple of times where Sheamus hit Matt Riddle to where I was like, come on, man, that's too much. I said and the same if thing. If I say it's too much, yeah, damn it, it's too much. I was I was watching with the wife, and I rewound a couple parts. The pin where he raked him across the face, oh. and it looked and it, but it, but it looked like Riddle didn't like that, and he like pushed it. Like there was a point there where I felt like receipts were maybe starting to be given. Like I, I don't know if it was they wanted to work stiff or it just kind of they worked itself. To. Okay, all right, you would know. Because, I just it definitely looked personal I, there. You go back a year ago. Okay. When and we talk about Thatcher and Kushida, mm-hmm. um, Kushida, um, there was a there was a Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle match where talk about they that were pit kicking, match. Yes, that they were kicking welts, and you mm-hmm. saw the welts rise instantly. So it, they were shoot kicks and punches, and there was a point where. Thatcher had a gut wrench on Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle went a double up punch right mm-hmm. into them floating ribs. And you saw him go <coughs> like like it took the wind out of him. And I went, bro. And that's what Seamus and 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 Matt Riddle did this week. And it was, I, I just thought that it was very aggressive. It was very, very serious. And that we took it for granted. It's going to be a lot like what we see with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. Um, (laughs) That's the only thing that I can put into context to make you realize how hard these people were hitting. And you you go away from the wrestling. And you start thinking about like on um, the, the interview segments on NXT. Yeah. And the 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 promos of NXT um everything was made sense and it it had you standing there going ooh this is going to be good. And it was creatively done. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, No, it all made idle sense. Chitter chatter. Right. And and, and 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 as you said, you had Kevin Owens as a part of the show narrating a lot of it, which I felt like added another element to it. Honestly, Mark, you know, after Wednesday, I really thought 
I really, I felt strongly that it was going to be another battle of Wednesday night. And then NXT was leading the way for weekly winner, especially, especially Mark with that main event uh, that was just so hard hitting. It was so brutal between Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, it was really well done. And then AEW, man, it was a really good show as well. I love the butcher and the blade uh, being in the main yes. event. I feel like they're finally, you know, finding their place. The bunny is back and those stories, you know, they're billing them from Buffalo. They're getting that hard ass, you know, sort of reputation. It's just, it's a good story. That's continuing. I, the one thing I'm Will Hobbs too. Don't, don't powerhouse, don't powerhouse, 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 powerhouse. Power, yeah, I forgot. Yes. My bad. My bad. Powerhouse came in and, you know, I mean, delivered a, a brutal, Loved brutal it. world strongest slam. Yep. I mean, like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, that's per power personified. That's what the job requirement is in, 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 in entails. Yep. He did it aggressively and really strongly. And that's what makes that move work. And yeah. um, he handled, man, I feel bad for that cat. He, boy, he, you talk about not holding the brakes. <laughs> there were no breaks required. And, well, I mean, I, I'm 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 proud of him, um, and I think that that he's got something going, and I think it's going to beyond uh, Taz' um, realm of uh, of control, if you will. I think that they think that it's, that he's in the house, but I don't think how he's going to be along with them. I think he's going to be the guy that. Uh, separates and becomes the heel that, you know, I don't need you. Mm. I'm not trying to be a good guy, but like anybody wanted with me, I'm right here. Fine. You think that, hap you think that happens relatively quickly? I think so. I, I don't yeah. think that uh, he, he stays with them. I, I think that Powerhouse has uh, proven itself to be a viable commodity. And it'll be better. He's better left alone. And even if he's gang attacked, you know, who better than to fight off three guys than the guy that you build as powerhouse? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And he and he looks the part. He speaks the part. He is the part. Relatively still young in the company. Obviously, this is a new character development for him being billed as powerhouse Hobbs. But um, I like where it's headed. I'm with you, Mark. I could see him easily branching out and just becoming a wrecking machine. And uh, I want to circle back on that here in a second when you give your weekly winner because I want to get your thoughts on Taz uh, attacking Cody, which I thought was an interesting piece of business. But, Mark, as we run through the shows, uh, that brings us to Friday night. And I... I just I can't get away from the great work that was done by Sami Zayn, the the intermittent, albeit short work done by Bianca Belair, which I really enjoyed. We didn't even get to, you know, Murphy and King Corbin and the the developing story with the Mysterio family and everything like that. But really that main event, Jey Uso. Kevin Owens in the orbit of Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman and the developing story that's going on with all of them again with everything else that he had on the show with Sami Zayn with Big E from start to finish right oh Rob, uh, Bobby Roode and, and Dolph Ziggler 
right? Taking out the street profits. There was just so much from that show in a two hour span. You talk about it all the time, Mark, not wanting to go get a drink, not going to use the bathroom, whatever the case may be. I was locked in for those two hours. They're going to get it again. I know our buddy Shofi holding it down and a loyal nation listener. He's keeping track. So Shofi, you can add another one up for, at least for me, for SmackDown. They're getting my weekly winner this week, Mark. It is a SmackDown show for me. Yeah, well, you know, we, we talked about everything else, and I interjected a few opinions while your <laughs> weekly winner was going on. So um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here, and uh, but, but I, I am going to go back to yeah. uh, The Butcher and the Blade, and uh, I really enjoyed that. Yep. And uh, I enjoyed the the whole having Taz come come out and him him kind of doing a Mark Henry. They did a Mark Henry to him, you know, turning the microphones off and playing the joke, the <laughs> ha ha. Like, yeah, that was real shit that happened. And um, for Taz to have Cody come out and go, look, man, you're not holding the show up. Like cut it out this is you you want it okay you get a match yeah like whatever it is just get right. out of here and stop trying to hold up stuff and then for him Cody to hit him with the uh well you, you your son trains with me like you so good why is your why don't your son train with you oh really that's what I thought we're Taz, doing? I thought Taz and, sold that well he sold it well, not overstating. Like, yep. Keep watch, watch your mouth, man. Like, it's what man, it's what you or I would have said if that situation was in real life. You would be like, "Yo, dude, that's go. why I'm called for." You fucked up. See, yeah. now you're yeah. overstepping your bounds. Yep. You turn TV into reality. I'm gonna get you, the TV gonna get your ass beat, and and that was something that really really touched me this week as far as. Uh, being good TV, AEW, it did a good job with that. And um, and you, it made you want to see what's going to happen next week. It's the same yep. thing with uh, on AEW. Um, you want to see what's going to happen next week um, with, the, with the main event. So um, this was the week of the tease, except hmm. for SmackDown. The gravitational pull of Roman Reigns is so immense, he is a sun shooting off solar flares that are reaching other galaxies. The dude is just, he's one man. He's one human being. And he's doing what he's doing. It's just hard. It's just hard to not give SmackDown that not because it's just like how do you deny it? It's like I want to how do you, play. How do you we say? can play play devil's advocate. We could yeah. I I I. But what? Oh, he didn't wrestle. He didn't <laughs> wrestle on the show. That That's makes it more impressive. Thing. The fact that he didn't wrestle makes it more impressive. God dang! <laughs> I mean, just just the tease of next week. Him and Kevin Owens. Oh, let's go, bro! It was so good. I'm, man, what a week of wrestling! Mondays matches, Wednesdays matches on both shows. The storylines on both shows on Wednesday. 
the entertainment value with Kevin Owens uh, being a host on a completely opposite programming. Yeah. And and kill it. And then show up again on Friday and kill it again. Like uh it's been a hell of it was a hell of a week, but I have to if you're not first, you're last. And SmackDown, you're first. So well, sound sound you the are bells. The winner. Sound the bells, ring the alarms, tell Shofi bing, to bing, mark. Bing, bing. To mark one down or two down in the category of SmackDown, they keep the train rolling. But again, again, just a really, really great week in professional wrestling. Everybody delivered in various uh, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, it was it was really, 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 really well done. We are going to get more into the week that was in professional wrestling when we come back. And of course, we want to hear from you, the nation. Eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three. Who was your weekly winner for your best show that was in the week of professional wrestling hour three just getting on underway we got more from weekly winner we got more from the week that was in the world of professional wrestling hey everyone this is lisa ann and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast the lisa ann experience this is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present including how i went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. We haven't even talked about the retirement of The Undertaker. That's right, Mark. It's been a whole damn wow. week since the nation heard from you, world's strongest man. And, and, and I listened back to that. That, that, that outcast track there that was from their first album southern playlistic cadillac pimping music that was from uh, right around 93 very similar very close to when the great mark calloway slash the undertaker started his career at survivor series 1990 that of course mark coming to a culmination on sunday uh the world the professional wrestling world saying goodbye to the character that was the undertaker and man mark what grandiose fashion that it was done in, right? The send-off for The Undertaker after Survivor Series. Listen, you can say whatever you want about The Undertaker. You can rank him wherever you want in terms of all-time greats. I have him in my top 10. I don't know if I have him in my top five. I, it's not something we really need wow. to get into, but he's unquestionably an all-time legend, right, Mark? One of the greatest to ever step in the ring. Even with that said, Mark, I can't remember a send-off more grand for any other wrestler than The Undertaker. Like, he is the only one that I can remember getting a send-off like that. That was special like a Hall of on Fame. Sunday. Yeah, well, even, I mean, that was some craziness that we saw on Sunday. Yeah. And 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 deservingly so. I mean, like, outside of Andre, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, um, The Rock, and and Stone Cold, there's never been a more exciting presence that you look forward to in wrestling. And there have been better grapplers. There have been better... Uh, Shawn Michaels, I think, as far as the um, how many titles he won, but the Undertaker didn't need titles. No, the Undertaker was the Undertaker. He was he was the backbone of the business, and if his name, like I said, bro, 
if his name was on the card, your money went up dramatically. It wasn't a, a couple of dimes here and there. I'm talking about <laughs> the under, being on the being on a card with the Undertaker, and not being on the card with the Undertaker could could have made a difference of whether you made five or ten grand a week difference. That's crazy, like, that's, bro. He was he was the guy that changed everything. That's why that's why yeah. everyone speaks so kindly of him. <laughs> well, people speak highly of him because of yeah. of that, but. I stood across from that dude for 30 matches or more with the with the dead man being involved. And if you were standing there, it was like a jet engine. It's like when you're uh, on a private airfield and the jet engines are screaming. We're talking about the crowd. You, yeah. The crowd. Yeah. It just made your clothes move. I'm standing five feet away, and you could be screaming as loud as you can, and you can't hear nothing. Like, it was different being in the ring. And and there were people talk about having anxiety, yeah, having problems really breathing and focusing and being in the ring with the Undertaker uh, gave you a level of anxiety about measuring up. Like you did, if something went wrong, <laughs> nobody was going to look at the that, undertaker. That, that was your ass. It was your ass. Yeah. That was rotten. <laughs> you look at, you look at snooker snooker never recovered when he was supposed to catch the Undertaker and didn't, and right. and he almost killed himself. There were people that hated him. I, he never really worked again. Like, bro, you're done. Like, <laughs> I don't know what part of you still standing here still is wow. a thing. Wow. Like, that's how important he was to the business. And I, you remember when Undertaker caught on fire? Absolutely, it's one of my one of the moments. And he stood in that pod with his clothes smoking from being on fire, and didn't sell it. No pain. Third degree burns uh, bubbled under his skin. His skin sticking to the clothes. Ah, damn. When they took it, took the clothing off, it took the skin off, and he was standing there, nothing, sitting in warm bath water. Wow! And then had fisticuffs, serious wrestling fisticuffs in that match. And I, I just go back and I say, you know what, man? Like, I'm proud to say that I graced the ring with this man. He elevated me. It made me, I'm competitive. I didn't want to be the guy that failed in front of the whole world being in the ring with the Undertaker. So I elevated my damn game. And he didn't just do that to me. 
there were some guys that fell short. Uh, and being somebody that was a round taker and being around other guys that were friends with him, it was disappointing to him. It's like you disappoint your dad or your father, or your grandfather, and you just, you know, you the last thing you want is to see that person that you look up to go like this. Just put the head down and go, damn, damn. You, I didn't want that. So it was like, what am I going to have to do? I don't care what I got to do. Like, there was a point when, in vengeance, when Taker and I had our match, um, and we main invented that pay-per-view. All right. And people did not expect me to be able to take the last ride. They was like, there's no way that he's going to be able to pick that big-ass dude up. And I was like, if there's a will, there's a way. I'm not going to go out there and be limited and not be able to do what's required of what the undertaker does. Ain't no way you're going to be able to tombstone that dude. Everything that the undertaker could do was done in the match with me because I was not going to fail. And he was not going to allow me to fail. And when you can put your pride aside and say, you know what? We're going to find a way to do that. I was the first guy to catch the Undertaker on old school. Nobody before me. I didn't know that. Walk down the ropes, come off, boom, you take your ass to the ground. Not me. Boom, catch, bill of the back, boom. One, two, kick out. Oh, the crowd went shit, ape shit. Not like you remember it or anything. Oh, man, I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> I, I can see it in your face. That's why I said that I'm to the in listeners. It. Yep. Bro, I said, you know what? I'm, go- I'm-, I'm going to go up here. I started climbing to the top. <laughs> Me, climbing to the top. <laughs> Undertaker sneaks in underneath. Picked me up, boom, off the top. Nobody else ever did that to me. But he did it in every match he did, and I'd be damned if I was going to not have a match and do what was required of that job. Because, Mark, and this is crazy to think about, but every match that that dude had for the other person was like a WrestleMania match for them. It was rough! Which is is crazy to think about the calming presence that Mark Calloway must have been for 25, 20 years to have that stature, to know that the guy that you were in the... And I'm not saying this necessarily about you, Mark, but, uh, you know... uh, the person that you're in the ring with is nervous. They've got anxiety. They're treating this like a WrestleMania match and credit to the undertaker. He's got to calm them down. He's got to work with them. He's got to talk to them in the course of a match. And he's got to deliver. Like, it's one thing to say like, Oh, every match that I had, every match that that dude had felt like a WrestleMania match, but for Mark Calloway for the undertaker, it was just another match, but he had to treat it. Like every match was like a WrestleMania match. It's just crazy to me. The amount of consistency, the ease at which he made it look like, right? Like, like he never made that look hard. 
hard, Mark. Like even when he's getting you no. up for the last ride or when he was involved in, you know, getting caught from the old school from you, like everything looks so seamless and natural because that's how talented the dude was. Is. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, I feel honored that I was able to be in those spots, but more than anything, um, I feel like uh, I this was necessary. The, his going away was necessary as a character mm. because there's been nobody else like him. He deserved that because of how much he did for everybody else. And we talked about not just the money. Mm-hmm. With, you know, being on the card and him, you know, you're getting, you know, being able to support your families better. Right. But just the respect le- level of what he did for the business, even if you wasn't on those cards, like he was, he was special to the business and he cared enough that um, even when there was times where he should have folded up and went home, he didn't. He took pay cuts during that era where all the guys were going to WCW. And WCW said, hey, man, we'll pay you, you know, twice this amount. Right. Out of loyalty to the WWF, he didn't take that money. And then business turned around. And then the WWF started winning the war and the WWE started winning the war and Vince was able to, from a business standpoint, do the same thing that the undertaker was doing in the ring, taking over and was able to buy the competition. And that would not have been done without the undertaker. He was the integral piece. He was the, he was the king on the chessboard yeah. that won that war. Yeah. And, you know, he deserved that going away. Yeah. Then you brought up the, uh, the 2010 incident of the pyro when he got burned, as you talked about those third degree burns and the shirt being melted on his skin. And he still went out there and took care of business. I mean, the, the, the dude is a legend inside of the ring, outside of the ring. And yeah, I think he contextualized and highlighted perfectly just why he got that send off, right? A lot of great wrestlers have come and gone. Um, none have gotten the send off that Mark Calloway slash the undertaker got probably on Sunday. Never will. Yeah, and that's another great point. Probably never will. It, it's true, man. They're just we might aren't... not see it. It might be a hundred years from now. It might be, you know, Roman. Yeah, Roman but might... but Mark, but Mark, for for even for that to happen, you would need another Monday Night War. You would need another battle. You would need ratings in the six sevens, six and, and you sevens would need again. Another thirty years. Yeah, you need another thirty years, or at least mm. twenty <laughs> straight dominance. It's crazy to think I'm about. Waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> no one on the list. I might yet not that make is... it. I might not make it with you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You're looking pretty good over there. You know, what you're one year away from 50. You might be all right. And Hey, you're still five years younger than iron Mike Tyson, who is getting back in the ring this Yikes. Saturday. Mark, you talk, you talk about longevity. You talk about being on a pay-per-view and raising the profile. Well, iron Mike was that man. Well, I mean, when, when the undertake was just starting in 1990, Mike Tyson was just, well, I don't know how you look at it. Like that was right around the time he lost to Buster Douglas. And then there was a little bit of a, 
downfall. It's been a lot of ups and downs for one Iron Mike. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.